Hi, I'm Kristen, and I'm the owner of L. James Bridal. I spend my days helping brides find their wedding dress, and during my time with them, I always find myself sharing tips and resources to help eliminate some of their stress. What I quickly learned is that a lot of wedding planning stress comes from the unknown. How are you supposed to plan a wedding when you've never done it before? I'm here to help. I'll be chatting with wedding professionals, asking them questions you may not even think to ask. I hope to educate you on all the things weddings so that you can go through your engagement season feeling prepared and confident. I'm your host, Kristen, and this is the Prepared Bride, a wedding podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to our first official episode with our first real guest. I am thrilled for you all to hear the conversation that I had with our guests. Her name is Betsy Baird. She owns Betsy Baird Jewelry, and she specializes in custom fine jewelry. She is a diamond and colorstone graduate from the Gemological Institute of America, and she's from Jackson, Mississippi. She now splits her time between Dallas and Nashville, but also helps a ton of clients virtually. And I sat down with her via Zoom, and within the first two minutes, felt like I had met a long-lost best friend. Her passion and excitement around her craft is just so fun to listen to. I learned so much and I know you're going to take away a lot of really great information. So without further ado, this is Betsy Baird of Betsy Baird Jewelry. I'm in Jackson, big Jackson girl. Um, Went to Ole Miss, graduated in integrated marketing communications, did not use that at all. I moved to Dallas. I worked for a big corporate firm and was there for a few years. It was a great job, but I woke up one day, I was in my mid twenties and I was like, you know what? I have got to find my creative outlet. And a lot of people are able to do that like outside of work, but I was like, no, no, no. Like I have to find work that I can have my creative outlet in. Yeah. But one of my best friends in Dallas, her mom is in the jewelry business. So I like called her. I was like, will you go on a walk with me? It was a Friday. I can remember it. Like, I remember the route that we took on our walk. And I was like, I Uh, have to get into jewelry. Can you help me? Tell me about your path. And she just talked with me for hours. So the next day I enrolled in Gemology Institute of America. And so that's something that most diamonds over one carat, a lot of them are certified through GIA. So that's kind of your best schooling, your best certificate you can get. So um, I just like went full fledged, like totally jumped in. It's what I wanted to do. It's interesting though, the jewelry business is very um, gray. You know, it's kind of murky. I kind of describe it as if I was going to, if I'm getting my oil changed or something like that, whoever's talking to me or going to a core dealership, they could talk me into anything. Cause I have no idea. 1000%. That's how I feel about jewelry. Yes. And that's how most people feel when they're going to buy engagement ring. If they're getting something custom made, you know, they see things, whether it's on Pinterest or, you know, their grandmother's ring or whatever it may be, but they don't really know like the back end. With yes. It. And so yeah. I, I have a little brother and well, first off, let me like, I digress a little bit. So the reason why I love jewelry, I've always loved jewelry. So I have a very distinct memory when I was five years old, my grandmother took all the girls down to new Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at one of those showcases, like putting, like putting my grimy hands on the showcase and looking at this piece of jewelry and being like, oh, mama Jane, what is that? And it was a cameo. I still remember it. So it's, it's like this buttery gold band and then this peachy cameo with this woman's face on it and I just remember thinking like that is incredible like that is so beautiful and so the next year my grandmother gifted me a cameo that looked very similar and so ever since then like as early as I think fifth grade I was jockeying for a piece of jewelry for whether it's like Christmas or birthday instead of having like this Uh, list of things I wanted I want one piece of jewelry I want people to like put in their money and get me like one piece of jewelry And that's always how I've been. I love jewelry. I just love um, the sentimental aspect behind it. Yes. Yeah. And I love, I feel like it's one of the things besides art. I also love art that you can pass down generation to generation. Absolutely. It's kind of, it's like a veil. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends veils were their grandmothers or their great grandmothers. There's just like a, something about having a piece that was passed down to you. That is so unique. Also 
to tie this back to um, bridal, my sister wore my mom's, the bodice of her dress. Yeah. The bottom of it for her rehearsal dinner. We hear that so much. I love that because you sell such high quality dresses. So you could then like pass it down later. And it's kind of like when we redo modern heirlooms, you know, you have something that was your great grandmother's and you love it because it has the sentimental value behind it, but you're also able to then tweak it. Like my sister did to her dress or how we do with modern heirlooms all the time. Yeah. It's so cool. I love that. And it started when you were just little. I know I was just a little girl, like unto my parents' dismays and any of like (laughs) suckers I dated in high school and college. I'd be like, no, 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 get me this. And they'd be like, okay. (laughs) Amazing. I know. Everyone's like, great, Betsy. But I have it and you can rework it. And again, I just love the sentimental value behind it. And one thing that I love about diamonds, especially when it comes to engagement rings, and so the most scale of hardness diamonds are the hardest on most scale. So the only thing that can okay. scratch another diamond or scratch a diamond is another diamond. And so it's so interesting and sweet that, you know, diamonds represent love because again, it's the hardest, most durable gemstone in all the gemstone land. And so it's I just so cool. It. Yeah. It's so interesting. I've been so excited to talk with you just because it, like you said, a lot of people I'm talking to or wedding vendors. So I do have an idea of what they've done and I've been married. So I've been through it, but this was a side that I had no part in. My husband like jumped in full force and learned all the things. And after we got engaged, he was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, my gosh, you've like, did your really done your research? And he had got like four different diamonds in because he didn't like it. And I was like, I would, they probably would all look the same to me, but that means so much to me that you went through all that. And so this is just so intriguing. I'm really excited to like sit down and talk with you. I have heard about you multiple times just from some of your friends getting dresses from us. And I'll ask about their gorgeous rings and they're like, my friend made it. And I'm like, what? That's so cool. So I'm just, it's nice to finally meet you even though it's virtually. I am so happy to meet you and vice versa. I feel like anytime I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that dress. And I'm looking at the tag on Instagram. It's L James. I'm like, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. We, it's been really fun. So we're about to hit our six year birthday will be next week. And so that was my goal to launch this podcast just to be a good resource for our bride. So I know they're going to love hearing from you because this is a side that they might not have as much to do with, but it will really help them at least educate them on maybe what they want if they don't have a ring yet or we'll also get into like the wedding band and all that which I talk a lot about just because they'll see my bands and they're like oh well let me see how you did things and all that so it's really interesting let's get into like from concept to completion how long does an engagement ring normally take that is a great question so Typically, it takes about two months. It can take longer or shorter, kind of depending on the guy, how fast he moves, and kind of how intricate the design may be. But I mean, I don't want any guys, I, I bet mainly your audience is females, but I yeah. don't want anyone to get the, this in their head, even though I'm about to say it, is that I've had guys that have come to me and they're like, Betsy, I'm in hot water. I got to get engaged in two weeks. And I was like, okay, let's do it. You know, we can make the magic work, but it's, it's a process that can be so intimidating. So I have a little brother and he's not engaged not dating anyone. If you know anyone cute, he's really cute. But I say that because I can't imagine him falling in love, finding this woman, and then going to somewhere he doesn't really know, putting his money on the counter that he's worked so hard for and be like, help me find a ring. Like help me pick something out. You know, it's such, like I said, can be an intimidating process when it should be really fun, really joyful. You should not feel like you're going into some high-end department store and have to walk out with something. Yeah. Feel really at home and at ease. So I say that because um, if someone comes to me and they have a very tight deadline, it can be a lot more stressful on them. You know, they wouldn't have the luxury of being able to see, you know, multiple stones and then flying more in if we need to, you know, it just has to, the process has to move quicker. So I'll say all that because it usually takes around two months, sometimes three, sometimes less, just really depending on the stones, the guy, the design. Yeah. Um, it's always, I feel like two months is a, a sweet spot though, because okay. you want to keep momentum going and you want to make the decisions you want to move on. But I also love giving my clients. So if I 
meet with a client, we look at four stones. I never want them to make a decision right there. Like I always want them to sleep on it. Always want them to go like phone a friend. You know, there, there's a bunch of guys that are like, no, Betsy, this is it. I know I want to move, make my decision to move on. I totally get that. But I also just want to give them the freedom to be like, okay, like, yeah, this is a huge decision. Like, let me take a second and decide instead of being, oh, you need to pick one right now. Like, that's no fun. A lot of times guys will take photos. They'll send it to their mom. Sometimes their moms will be in the meeting. Sometimes the best friend will be there or, you know, it's just really dependent on the guy, his relationship, how he wants to do it as well. Yeah. Is this all done locally? Do you do a lot virtually since you're all over, you know, Dallas, Jackson? That's a great question. So ever since the pandemic, I have had guys that even if they have been in the same city, they're like, Hey, can you send it to me virtually? You know, people are so getting back into the swing of things. So a lot of times I do things virtually, but I also do things in person too. So I feel like right now it's more like 70% virtual, 30% in person. Wow. That's a lot. I know it is a lot virtual, um, especially with guys. But again, we have, I have guys that have either flown in to see the stones in person, whether we've gotten down to that final, um, like one or two stones and they just want to see it. Or, you know, when I come to Jackson or Dallas, I'll let certain clients know, and then we can like schedule the time around that. But a lot of clients are virtual right now which is interesting. I don't know. I guess- amazing and just so unique because, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's similar to a dress to me and that like very few people get their dress online, but that's really cool too that they trust you enough to know like, okay, she has an amazing reputation. Her work's great. As long as I like it virtually, I know I'll love it even more in person. Yes. That's, uh, that speaks volumes to what you do. Are you so proud of yourself? I'm like, Betsy, are you so proud of yourself? I know you're making me want to like pat my back. Right <laughs> you are so sweet. It really, ha- I have been, I bet you feel this way too, but there are so many like pinch me moments. I'm like, wow. Like I'm so thankful for my clientele. Like I'm so thankful for word of mouth. Yeah. I really, I don't do any advertising. I'm all you know, Instagram and then word of mouth, Facebook, you know, all like the socials, even though yeah. I'm not very good at the socials. <laughs> They're oh, stressful. Your, your Instagram is beautiful. Oh gosh. It's you were very really, pretty. I mean, you've, you've done, done a great job. <laughs> but I, there's so many like pinch me humbling moments where I'm like, thank you so much for these clients for trusting me to deliver, you know, yeah, just because amazing. They, again, most guys don't know the difference between white, gold, and platinum and the four C's and all these things. You know, I'll have guys that come to me and they're like, okay, Betsy, I have spent hours learning about the four C's. And then I'll have guys come to me that are like, Betsy, I know nothing. Teach me everything. And so there's also like the healthy mix in between. Yeah. A lot of what I do is educate and talk to, when it comes to engagement rings, like talk to guys about all this stuff, which is really, again, really fun for me. Cause I always look at it through the lens of my little brother and my best guy friends thinking like, yeah. you want them to have the best of the best and you want yeah. them to know what they're getting. So tell us what the four C's are. I love that. So it's color, cut, clarity, and carrot weight. And so okay. I have a question for you. What do you think is the most important? So it's color, cut, clarity, and carrot weight. I'm going to guess clarity only because that's what my husband talked the most about after we got engaged. Oh, I, I love that he did that. Okay. So how I like to talk about the four C's is whenever you're looking at a diamond. Okay. Or if you're just looking at an object, like if you're looking at a sculpture or whatever it is, is the first thing you look at is like the shape of it or like the size of it. So yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. The carrot weight-ish. And then the next thing you look at like visually is like, okay, is that stone white or marble? Or, you know, what is when you're looking at a a sculpture and then you look at like the detail of it. So I feel like a lot of times clients typically go for like size or carrot weight because of the female female. and then they kind of go more with like the color of it. You know, a lot of times people don't want their stone to have a lot of warmth. I don't like to call things yeah. yellow. I like to say warmth in it. Yeah. And yeah. then inclusions, or is it kind of what you're saying, which is clarity? Yeah. Um, and that's just like how the human eye works. But the most important thing, which is the last thing people ever talk about, is actually the cut of your stone. Okay. And the reason being is like you can have this incredible two carat diamond that's 
F color, BS clarity. But if the stone cutter didn't cut it well, then it's not going to shine. Light is not going to bounce through it. Like the, wow. like the symmetry is going to be off. Uh -huh. And that's the one C that people who are not in the business, just because they haven't seen a lot of stones or they don't, you know, have the background or the luxury of looking at stones all day that they don't understand about cut. But for me and for most, I would say almost all people in the jewelry industry would say cut is the most important thing, but it's what we really talk about, especially when I'm even talking to clients too, because it's a very visual thing, but it's also something of like years of like training and looking at stones to be able to see. Yeah. So Wow. I mean, that makes total sense. Now I'm like, what is the cut of my ring? <laughs> I bet it's incredible. But a lot of times people think cut of your ring too is, you know, is it a round? Is it an emerald? Is it an oval? You know, whatever yes. that may be. And of course that is part of your cut, but really it's like your symmetry, your polish. Again, how the stone cutter cut your stone. All like on the top of it, how it has like the bevels on right? Is that the right yes, word? Yes, That's yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, like facets, but I, yeah, it's similar. yeah. so like okay. around was like 58 facets. And so it's just, you know, it, let's wow. say the stone cutter, because of an inclusion, they, you know, maybe one of the facets they didn't cut as well as the other. You wouldn't, you'd be able to look at that stone and be like, okay, like I love it for all these reasons, but something like is off and you wouldn't be able to quite know what it is. And it's usually the cut, like something to do with the cut of your stone. That is so interesting. But what's also interesting is that sometimes you'll have, when it comes to carrot weight, so carrot weight is truly just, if you take a diamond and you put it on a scale, like what is the carrot weight of that stone? Okay. So a lot of clients will come to me and they're like, okay, my fiance has to have a one carrot. She has to have a one and a half. She has to have a two or whatever, you know, she's like laid those like stipulations on. Yeah. Her. And for me, it is not like the carrot weight. It's more of how your stone looks face up. So yeah. what that means is like the surface area of the top of your ring. Mm -hmm. And so you could have a 1.8 carat stone, but it's really spready on top. Or you can have a two carat yeah. stone, but it's really deep on the bottom. Yeah. 1.8 is going to look bigger than that two carat, but that two carat is going to be more expensive because it's labeled a two carat. So there's all these wow. things that, you know, you learn or you talk about when you're kind of getting into all of like the fine details of thing. The other thing too, is that when you're talking about like inclusions or mainly inclusions, but a lot of times the reason maybe why that stone cutter cut that two carat deep is because of an inclusion that was in the rough, which is, you know, the stone before it's cut. Yeah. And so they cut it really deep because they wanted to get, you know, a two carat because it will be more expensive, but mm -hmm. also they wanted to, um, you know, not cut into those inclusions. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things like that, that when you're talking to someone, you're like, you know what, like, yes, I hear you. She wants a two carat, but this 1.8 looks bigger less expensive. I think you should go with that one, but again, it's your decision. So wow, I'm learning so much. This is so interesting. Like so I love to talk about Kristen and it, I'm, you'll have to like, you know, please interrupt when I like get on a roll because my oh. phone call with guys. So usually I have like a first initial phone call. We talk about what she wants. I talk about diamonds kind of like we're talking about now. And I always preface the guy. I'm like, listen, or the girl, you know, whoever's talking to me about getting yeah. married, the partner. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to talk for 30 minutes. So please interrupt me. And I'll just like, blah, 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 blah. Just like talk, 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 talk. Cause I get so excited about it. It's so yeah. fun. I love diamonds. I just love jewelry in general. So you'll, it's, you'll have to break in when I'm just going on a rampage about something. No, I'm just sitting here with my mouth open. Cause I'm like, this is such a wealth of knowledge. I just had no idea. That is so cool. <laughs> Well, it I seems know, like your husband did a really good job of like soaking in all the information. Quite OCD, and he had been saving for quite some time, and so it got to that point he was like, "I'm gonna make the right decision," and he knew kind of the look that I wanted and the look that felt like me, so he just wanted to make sure that he was it was something he was proud of. He was like, "Of course, yes. I cared that you liked it, but I wanted to be able to show people like." this is how I show my love to you. And it was just the way he explained it after everything was so sweet. It just like meant everything after I will say about probably a few months before we got engaged, he was already working on the ring. I had no idea. And of course I had a crazy moment and I was like, we're never going to get engaged. And he <laughs> did not say anything, which is kind of how, what happens when we, we rarely get in fights, but 
I had that moment, which I feel like a lot of girls have when you've been with somebody for a while. And he let me cool off. And then he came (laughs) in and he said, well, I just want you to have exactly what you want and more. And so I've just been saving. And I'm, I was like, "Ah," you know, started crying. And I was like, well, that makes me teary over here, but you know, so for those of you that maybe are listening to this and hopes you're going to get engaged, just be patient because I guarantee you it's just because they really want to make sure they're able to get you what you want. And it's just, I love that. And I love how you're equating it back to him because it is like, it is a representation of him, which I feel like yeah. a lot of guys don't really think about till later because they're so thinking about their partner. You know, they're so, yes, but it's just like overwhelming. Yes, yeah. exactly. One of my biggest things that my biggest advice to non, to girls that are thinking about, about to get engaged or, you know, guys are about to get engaged, whatever it may be is. So I grew up in an, an era when at Ole Miss, you know, let's say you're in a boring class, you would be on Pinterest. Like Pinterest was the hot ticket at that time. So like you could, you would have your laptop and you'd see a million Pinterest boards all around the class. Like people are just like Pinterest. And of course, you know, we're like, I just remember all of my friends, we would have like our hidden because you can hide, you know, Pinterest boards if you're board. And all of the rings that we were looking at were like seven carat diamonds, you know, like no one's having like your so unrealistic. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so unrealistic. And you know, all these different, you know, stone shapes or whatever it may be. But I say that because I feel like most women they see that what their email, whether it's like what their best friend just got or like their grandmother had or something on Pinterest or something from a magazine, but they never take the time to go into a jewelry store and try on different shapes. Yeah. And that is my biggest advice to anyone who's about to get engaged is you may think that you love around brilliant, but you put that on your finger and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel like me. Or, you know, you yeah. may think like, oh my gosh, my mom has an emerald. It's like, I want an emerald, but you put it on your hand and everyone's hand is shaped so differently. And so you think you might know what you want, but then you go in and try it on. You're like, whoa, I'm blown away. Kind of like a wedding dress. Yeah. You know, it's so, yeah. And yeah. they're like, okay, I want this. It pulled it out of magazine. This is the dress I want. And then they put it on and they're like, oh, this isn't my well moment. And then they put on something they never thought that they would wear and they just fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. Two girls actually here um, that are now married did that with their engagement rings because they went and tried on locally and they just happened. Something like kept, kept catching their eye and it was nothing that they considered they're obsessed with it and they kind of tell our brides too like this is not something I ever thought I would pick and they're so glad that they tried on for that reason because it is it's like a dress exactly yeah it's so important and I have a lot of brides right now who are doing like the band look where they do like chunky bands yes I love that look too and again it's one of those things too where I feel like the female has like gone into the stores whether it's like a pricing thing where they've like gone to see like, okay, I really want a three carat, but we are not financially in a place for my fiance, future fiance to purchase a three carat. So maybe I'll go like the band route or they might be just, you know, wanting something different and want something like a little bit non-traditional and they want to go the band route. So yeah, I have a lot of people doing that right now, which I really yeah. love as well. Since you touched on price, Yes. I know this is hard to say because everything's so different, but if you had to say an average price for just kind of your average engagement ring, about what would that be? It's really dependent on the age range of your client. Oh, that's good. Okay. I, I love this question, but it's also really hard because you just never know, you know, how long they've been working, how long they've been in school, you yeah. know, whatever like yeah. circumstances. So I never want to make anyone feel a certain way or they have to spend X amount, but probably yeah. my average is around like 15, okay. but I've had anything from, you know, a true meaning like a solitaire engagement ring starting at like 5,000 okay. all the way to like, well, 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 well into your up, uh, uh, up. Yeah. Okay. Up, well, up, that's up, just up, good up. to know. So about five would be a starting point and then yeah. up from there. Okay. Perfect. I've, well, I say that, okay, like I have done like a around a $4,000 one and then we can right. also do bands and stuff like that. But I just think, yeah. so I work with any type of budget. Like I okay. feel like there should be any type of like cap on that. And I yeah. like 
to, to chat with a guy and be honest, I'm like, this is what your money can get you. You know, if you spend this much, like if you, a lot of times I'll have guys that will say, okay, Betsy, this is my budget. And then they'll say, but if you find a stone, that's a few X above my budget, I want to see it. You know, I want to see like, yeah, what's going to explore it. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, we'll look at stones and I'll be like, listen, like this stone is $2,000 in this other one, but this other one looks the same. It looks just as big. That way you can save that money, put it towards your honeymoon or, Amazing. you know, put yeah. it towards your, you know, wedding man. There's all these different yeah. things because of the four C's. Like you could have a two carat that's ranges any, like a, a $10,000 difference in the, wow. because of the four C's. Yeah. It, is, it, it truly is wild. And the other thing too, is right now there's a huge um, supply and demand issue yeah, because of everything. COVID. I know with everything, I bet. Oh, I cannot imagine what y'all are going through. Yeah. Yeah. It is just wild, but with diamonds. So one of the main diamond cutting countries is India and they were hit extremely hard by COVID as everyone was, but they were just extremely. And so a lot of diamond professionals who like follow the market are saying that we're not going to get back to like the supply we had for another 10 years. So it really is a lot about supply and demand and diamond prices have risen a lot in the last year as well. Mm -hmm. But I've had more recently in the past few months, people talk to me about lab grown diamonds as well, because it's a better price point. Yeah. The only thing that I always share with clients and I always overshare instead of undershare. That's like part of my personality. That's part of my business. I'm the same way. How I am like. Open here I am. Read me. And one thing I always share with clients about lab grounds is I'm like this, there's not enough research to know if you're going to, if this stone is going to hold its value diamonds, there's years and years and years and years, like hundreds of years that your stone will hold its value and stone diamond prices are only going to increase. They've never decreased. So there's a, it's not like gold where they like fluctuate. There's always just a steady lineup on diamonds. Okay. So you know that you're always going to, it's always going to have its value where lab grows. It's not the case. Every business is run as you know, very, very differently. But for mine, if a client comes to me and they purchased a stone for $10,000 and in five years, they've like, you, you know, they've hit the jackpot or something and they would like to upgrade their wife's stone mm-hmm. um what they what we do in my line of work or my specific um company is they can trade in that diamond for like whatever the ten thousand dollar mark is towards their new stone oh i never even thought about that so you know if you wanted to get a stone worth thirty thousand dollars you know you trade in your stone and then you'd have if it was $30,000, you spent 10,000, you know, $20,000 is what you would owe. And I said that because a lot of times, even if the price is is going up on stones, if you ever resell a diamond, whoever you're reselling it to, whether if it's someone in the trade, you know, they're going to want to make money on it. So you're, they're going to offer you less than a lot of times so they can make a margin off of it. And I just, I say all that because we, my business doesn't do that when it comes to lab grounds because we don't know that yeah. I can't promise the value of that, you know, yeah, that makes years, sense. but I can promise the value of a diamond, yeah, or, you know, a natural diamond, but yeah. lab grounds are beautiful. Not all lab grounds are created equal though. And so you have to be very careful on where you purchase them from because you can find them online and they're like super inexpensive, but you see them in person and it looks like a fake stone. So oh, you have to be no. very, because okay. you know, what you want with a lab grown is to not be able to tell the difference. Like you don't want exactly. someone to, be able to tell that it's a lab grown. Right. So they are not all created equal. That's so interesting. Well, I know that we're going to have people that listen that already have their engagement ring mm-hmm. and they're going to fall in love with you over this podcast and want to work with you. So if they don't have their wedding band yet, are you able to work with them to get something that's cohesive? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Um, a thousand percent. I do that you know, a lot just because whether it's, you know, I'm new to the industry or they have a lot of times girls will send their future fiancés like my Instagram, but they might already have a diamond person that their mom uses that they trust, which I get, you know, I think there's yeah. enough business in the world to go around for everyone. So yeah. you know, I totally understand that. So I have a lot of, um, of the female fiancés that push to then be able to work together, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'm obsessed with right now, and I will be forever, is a simple, when it comes to 
wedding bands. I just say this because I feel like a lot of times guys are like, oh my gosh, I just spent all this money and now I'm going to have to spend all this more money on a band, you know? Yes. Yeah. And my favorite trend, right? It's not even a trend because the Royals have been doing it for years and years and years. Like Queen Elizabeth, her wedding band is just a simple gold band. To me, that is like, the essence of chic. So like you just have like your engagement ring diamond, and then you just have a simple gold band, you know, it's inexpensive. Then for your one year or like a push present or something down the line, you can get like another diamond band that you want. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of times when I meet with clients, we, they end up like getting back quotes and be like, you know what, I think I'm just going to do the gold band or they'll get the, this is, you know, a little tricky, not tricky, but and not manipulative, I would say, but a lot of times females will be like, okay, honey, like I want this diamond band for my wedding man. And then for like their like wedding present, they'll get the gold band to like add to their stack. They have a stack. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. I have seen that so much recently. It is hilarious. And usually I'm in that conversation when they're like, well, honey, you know, like a lot of people do wedding day gifts and yeah. the guy's like, are you kidding me? And they're always we, like, at me being like, you did this to me. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. We hear that girls will like find their dress and then we're like, let's accessorize. And she'll look over at the mother-in-law and she's like, I was thinking maybe on the day of, I would get diamond earrings or she'll say it about like a necklace and the mother-in-law, like, you know, you see her like eyes get really big and she's like, yeah, we'll like talk about that or whatever. And you know, she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, okay, got it. Got it. Or I've heard so many like brides be like, well, my mom has this diamond necklace that I always thought she would give me on her Mm -hmm. wedding day. I'm like, okay. That's always, yeah. Like, I hope she does. Yes. One of my brides, I will never forget. It was either her mom or her aunt, but somebody that came to her bridal appointment and pickup appointment had like the, her engagement ring, beautiful solitaire. And then she had like a thick gold like cigar band as her wedding and every time I would just like stare at it it was just the coolest modernized way and she's had it for years and years and years and it was just something funky she liked then and I was like I would kill for that look I love it Kristen I love that my sister has a similar look well she has her she has an asher cut engagement ring then she has and the way that it's set, it, this was before I was in the industry, sadly, yeah. or would have like loved to got my hands on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Asher cut diamond and then a very similar band, like not exact matchy matchy, but it looks great with it. But then for her 30th birthday, her husband and I worked in together and got her like a thick gold cigar brand that she wears above her engagement ring. Ugh. And it is just cool. Like it is like cool yeah. girl. You know, you see that and you're like, yes. Yeah. What I love about wedding bands. Um, Well, one of the questions I get a lot when I'm working with the guys, he's like, okay, so like, do we do the wedding band now that we're working on the engagement ring? And I always tell them, no, no, no. Okay. Do it separate. Do it separate. Just because I think it's really a sweet moment for the partners to then do it together, you know, to, to work on that. And to be able to express themselves, because I do think that your stack, whether it's just your, you know, if you, for the rest of your life, you know, where your engagement ring and your wedding man, or if you end up stacking and mixing and matching, yeah, to me, that's how people express their style is how, and like their marriage yeah. or like how funky they are, or like how classic they are with their stack. Because I feel like a lot of times things become popular, whether it's, you know, the very skinny solitaire. And then, so a lot of people have maybe have a similar ish. I mean, every diamond's completely different. That's another reason why I love diamonds is they're basically like humans. There's no two diamonds that are ever the same. Oh, I didn't know that ever, ever. That's yeah. why it's like so amazing. Yeah. But, so I think when you start adding to your stack or, you know, adding your wedding man, that just makes your ring completely different than someone else's because it's what you chose and how you decided yeah. to like stack it. So, um, yeah. I love that. And that's how we, that's how my husband and I did it. And you're right. It was so special. It's something that I kind of underestimated, but it kind of got to that time. And it was about four months out, I think. And he said, let's just go look. And I was like, well, we need to look for a band for you too. And so we went together and both picked out our bands and it was like so sweet. We made a whole date night out of it. 
and it was a lot of fun and I still remember that day very vividly just because it was a special moment between us and he was able to sit me down with the jeweler and then I was able to meet him and hear like how intricate Adam was with the whole process so it really is I love that you recommend that because I kind of thought you were going to say get it all together but I like that you don't say that yeah (laughs) well it's so fun I love it I think all of future brides or brides should take that device, make it a fun date night or a date day where like you go and have like a fun brunch or lunch and then go try on bands. I think that's really sweet and special. And I love watching the girl see the band on the guy for the first time. It is so adorable to see them get so excited when their like fiance, like tries on that gold or, you know, yeah platinum or whatever band they end up getting yeah um, it's really sweet to see them be like and then the guy's so funny because a lot of times guys don't wear jewelry and so they're like yeah. looking at it and they're like oh yeah my God. it looks so weird yeah do you do those as well yes I do okay. um men's bands as well and I was surprised at the cost of those so can you go over kind of the range of what a band costs for the room for the groom. So that's a great question because now well, they've always kind of done it this way, but you can have different weights to a man. Yeah. Band. So it can be yeah. like a light, a standard or a heavy. And so a lot of times, if you look online, you'll see like bands that are really inexpensive. It's usually like a light band or oh. it's like hollowed on the inside outer. So my main advice, and now I'm kind of like swerving a little bit, but I'll swerve back is yeah. I always, when I'm on my first phone call with guys, I'm like, you do not have to, you know, use a private jeweler, which is what I'm categorized. You can use anyone. My one advice is do not purchase your rings online. Like side unseen, like there's these big, like there's like blue now, there's all these places. And I don't want to, you know, say any, anything ugly about them, like specifically, but something about diamonds is you truly do not know what they're going to look like until you see them in person. So you need someone to vet them and make sure that they're the quality that online says it is because most stones that I sell are GIA certified. And so they have a certificate that comes with them that says like, this is an H color. This is a VS2 clarity, all the paperwork we're online. They can say this, this is an H when really it's an M color, or this is a vs2 clarity when really it's a i2 clarity wow and so if you have you, no idea no and yeah. so in person they're like oh my gosh i've had so many guys call me and they're like betsy i just made the biggest mistake like i purchased mm-hmm. the stone online and now i can't give it to her and yeah know, a lot of times they have weird return policies and so that is always my one thing is if it's too good which guys always hate when i say this but if it's too good to be true then it's too good to be true when it comes to a diamond, oh, which yeah. is like not fun to That's hear. That's a hard it, reality. Yes. It broke, like there's something up with it. Like, yeah, it, that's not normal. Uh, but I say that because a lot of online, um, either like wedding bands, you get it in person and it just feels too like light or dinky or, so I really love when people are able to try their bands on and not just yeah try to source something else. Um, of course, like if you have time to do it and you can like return it, I think that's great. You know, obviously do whatever's best for you, but for men's wedding bands, they really range. It depends on like the millimeter. So diamonds and anything in jewelry is measured in millimeters. And so a lot of guys typically go for a five millimeter band. And that's the thickness. That's the thickness of it. And some do four, some do six, you know, totally dependent. So it's dependent on like the thickness of the band. It's dependent on their finger size. So if a guy has a size nine finger opposed to a size 13, that is going to be a difference in price because it's of more the metal weight. Yes, whatever. exactly. Yeah. More okay. metal, more gold, all that stuff. Okay. So really you're looking anywhere, like the average men's band that I typically sell is around like 600. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, I guess just because of how expensive engagement rings were, I was expecting to go in and spend like $2,000. I don't know why. I just didn't know what it cost. And then he was like, well, this is 250 and this is 700. And I was like, dollars. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay. I just didn't know what I was coming in to spend. That's fine. I was like, here, Adam, pick what you want. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, it's on me, baby, whichever yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. Well, that's really good info because I know, I mean, I did not know, like I said, I walked in not knowing what I was doing. So that's really interesting. 
at least one or two of my brides who you did their rings, they had heirloom pieces that were modernized for them. So what does that process look like? So every, when it comes to taking like an heirloom and making it their own, every um, situation is completely different, just depending on, you know, is it like smaller diamonds? Is it the center stone? Is it, you know, a piece of metal that you're trying to incorporate? You know, what type of like item it is that you're trying to use. Okay. But usually what happens is someone will send me a photo or they might have an appraisal or if I'm in person, which is the best, I'll be able to look at it and see. And then from okay. there, you know, depending again, is it part of the setting? Is it the center stone? What is it? I'll then share a quote with them because of course okay. you want to know what price range. And I'm not, I, a lot of times I'm not able to narrow in exactly on one until I'm, I can take the ring apart. Yeah. But of course, you know, you don't want someone to take this ring or whatever the pieces apart. And then you get the quote back and you're like, what, this is like, not what I was expecting. You know, I yeah. need time to figure out if I want to do this or whatever. So typically I'll share a quote or some type of mood board or like a okay. price range of what it may be. Um, and then from there, I'll obtain the pieces, we'll demount them and then kind of get started from there. Okay. But, Is that still about the same length of time as just ordering an engagement ring from Great like. question. So everything um, I do is completely custom. And I okay. say that because there are jewelry stores that just have like stock mountings and then they put the stone in the ring. Right. You just pick the stone essentially and everything else is already made. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so the reason why I don't do that is it's almost kind of like Cinderella where like the stepsisters are trying to like squeeze their foot into a shoe that doesn't fit and you've spent so much money know, on the yeah. stone. like you want to make sure that those prongs that setting is just exactly how yeah. it should be. So I'm a very 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 big proponent on everything needs to be custom and of course there's pieces that you can you know not knocking people who do that because you can like manipulate the prongs and do things to make sure your stone fits but I just feel like there's something so sleek and very personal and all of that to start for, to go from like start to finish. Um, yeah, again, I totally agree. I cannot share how important it is that like the prongs, the setting, everything fits that stone perfectly because a round brilliant, of course, is round all the way around, but any other stone, it, the dimensions, they're never going to be the same as another stone. Yeah. But having it just like crammed in there or like manipulated makes me nervous. I just will not do that. Cause you can lose a stone. Yes. And that's, I've had friends do. And now I'm thinking like, I bet it just wasn't set correctly. Well, yes. And no, I love okay. that. You said that. So okay. yes, a lot of times there's something to do with the setting. Absolutely. Okay. But the other thing is, is that fine jewelry is not indestructible. So like a lot of people think that because it's been passed down from generation to generation, but depending on the type of metal you use, like white gold versus platinum, platinum is a little more malleable, meaning that it can like move a little easier where white gold is a little like sturdier, if you will. Oh, I would have thought the opposite for some reason. I don't well, know because why, just by the name. Yes, exactly. I say that because a lot of times women are like, well, I, I saw my grandmother wear her ring all day, every day. She'd cook in it. She'd like garden in it, whatever. And so she's like, so I'm just going to do that. But not all settings are created equal. Like a lot of times those old timely settings, the prongs are a lot thicker, like, or maybe the stones set down deeper where nowadays every, a lot of women like it sleeker, you know, a lot of their, yeah. their prongs as small as they can be, the band really skinny, all that stuff. And I say that because you want to be able to wear your engagement ring every day. Like you want to yeah. be able to you know, your husband is going to want you to show it off. Like you're going to want to show it off, you know, whatever it may be. You do have to be careful with it. My yeah. biggest thing I share with brides is my best advice is do not sleep in your engagement ring. Really? I never take one off. Do not I sleep shower in it. Is in that me. so bad? I'm in trouble. No, no, no. Y'all, oh. she's making a face. You can't see. She's like cringing. <laughs> I am cringing, but, um, okay, so, so showering, like I totally get it. Like 
totally I mean, it's absolutely. not that hard to take off though. I'm already taking everything else off. I could take that off. I just don't, I don't know. I think my mom just doesn't take hers off. Maybe my mom doesn't either. My mom literally does everything in hers. Yeah. But this is, the way hers is set, she can do everything in hers. Like, yeah. If, but of course it's going to get your stone dirty. You know, like if, if you're showering with in your ring, you're going to get like soap studs. So oh, like, yeah, mine's <laughs> disgusting. Every time I get it cleaned, they look at me like, what is wrong? With what you? have you been doing? In yeah, this exactly. Okay. I'm going to start taking mine off. Tell me about sleeping in it though. Okay. Well, so in a perfect world, of course, you're not going to shower in your rings, but like, if okay. you do, it is not the end of the world. You okay. know, if you can clean it. It's fine. I also share with brides, you weigh your options. Like if you're on a road trip and you're spending the night in a hotel for one night, like obviously sleep in your ring for that night. Like if you're worried that you have like an early morning call the next day, like flight, whatever it may be, like sleep in your ring. You don't want to leave it at the hotel. Like you weigh your options. Yeah. Or like yeah. the reason why I really, really, really suggest people do not sleep in their rings is because it's the only time during the day where you're not cognizant of like your limbs or your fingers or what you're doing. Oh yeah. Like you're like wrestling in the middle of the night. Um, you know, a lot of times like your prong can eventually like grab part of your sheet. And like, if you turn your hand, it can kind of move the prong and then eventually your stone could wedge out things like that. It's the yeah, only time where you just don't know what you're doing. And a lot of times, I don't know how you sleep, but like I sleep with my hands by my face, which is so bad for my like skincare. Uh, yeah, but, no, yeah. I do the same thing though. You think about like your hands close to your face, wherever it is. And like your ring is like being manipulated and pushed, whether it's like mm -hmm. against your body, whether it's like against the sheets, like no matter what it is, you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And then like fine jewelry can withstand a lot of stuff, but it's not indestructible. So that's yeah. also why you need to like have your prongs and your settings checked to make sure that everything's good. Okay. One thing I like for clients to do is you can just, if you put your hand as close as you can to your ear and then just tap your center stone, you can tell if it's loose. Like you can kind of hear really a little bit of like the jingle. Okay. That's so, so interesting. You kind of touched on Pinterest a little bit. Is there anything that you're brought, you know, pictures of a specific look or you're asked about constantly and it's either not possible or it's like extremely expensive to where it's a little bit out of reach for the average person. Most of the time, it's just about the carrot weight of okay. like a girl will share a photo with her boyfriend. And then because before I was in the, got into the industry, I didn't, I've loved jewelry my whole life, but I didn't understand how expensive a one care versus a two care versus a three. No, care. no clue. No, of course not. And so one thing I always share with guys is growing up in the South or wherever you are, you know, you see these like big stones or these beautiful rings, but actually anything that's over one carat is 1% of the diamonds in the whole entire world. It's extremely oh. rare to have a one carat, like very, very oh. rare. And so you can just see how like the larger your stone is, the more rare it is in the world. Okay. And so, and the other thing too, is like, if you jump from a one carat to a two carat or a two carat to a three carat, that jump, that incremental like cost jump is not the same because it just is more rare and more rare and more rare. Yeah. yeah. Jumping from like a one and a half to a two is a lot more expensive than jumping from a two to a two and a half. Yeah. So most of the conversations I have are about diamond costs, like your center stone cost. Yeah. That makes sense. Being, um, the settings or things like that. Like we can, we can make the dream work. We can figure that out. We got you. It's yeah. mainly the center stone that people are like, what? It's that expensive. I'm like, I know I don't make the rules. I wish it wasn't. I know we <laughs> can know? do the same thing about dresses. Like there are so many times, yeah. like a girl will fall in love with this dress and the mom looks at me and she says, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but why is this dress this expensive? And once yeah. I show her and tell her to process and she gains that knowledge, just like we're getting from you, then it's just yeah. so eye opening. And they even like appreciate their purchase more. So I'm happy to always talk about it, but they feel weird asking. No, I love that you said that because a lot of what I do, whether it's with like custom work or engagement rings, or even just remaking an, a modern heirloom, they're like, why is this so expensive? Because there's so many hours and things that go into it, whether it's with yeah. the craftsman or with me or sourcing the perfect stones or all these things and metal is expensive. Like, same yeah. with you, like 
lace product, all that stuff is really expensive. And then all these people are like hand making these items. Yes. I could literally talk to you for five more hours, but I know I've taken up so much of your time. It's been like an yeah, hour. I love this. this is May Thank my you. whole week, my whole day, my whole month, everything. I know. My last question. Do you have anybody that works for you or do you do this by yourself? That is a great question. So no, I am a one woman show right now. Also, well, one thing to note is that I don't physically make the jewelry. Mm -hmm. So I have my craftsmen who have been like combined well over a hundred years of like work that they are the ones that hand do everything just because it's not worth my time. Kind of like wedding dresses. Like it wouldn't be worth your time oh to go to back and sew something, you know? Yeah. And but we do the custom process. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Yes, we'll draw yes, it yes, out yes. and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I, I do probably like one out of 10 clients. I come to me think that I physically am on the bench making it, okay. I'm, you know, the one designing it, picking out the stones, figuring out the best, um, options for that specific client. Okay. But I am a one woman show. I, will need to be hiring someone soon, which is really exciting. Congrats, I yeah. can only imagine, you know, how you felt doing all of that. So yeah, that will be crazy. a big thing in um, 2022 for me, but it's definitely cool. on the horizon. I need to get it together. <laughs> well, congrats on all your success. This has gotten me so excited. Now I'm going to go ahead and be like, Adam, can we redesign my engagement? <laughs> and be like, no, Who is this girl that you've been talking to? Um, where can people find you if they're interested in having a wedding band or whatever made? What's the best yeah. way for them to reach out? What's your Instagram? And then how can they yes. reach out? Okay. So um, my Instagram is at diamond PR girl. And so the reason why it's diamond PR girl and not like Betsy bear jewelry is yeah. I had that handle when I first started in 2017 and I don't know if y'all remember, but her name's Erica Bierman. She was Oscar PR girl. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. The reason why I loved her, she was such a hype girl for Oscar PR, but the way that she like carried the Instagram and she just had like this very smooth aesthetic. So when I first started my business, I was like, okay, like I want to be like a diamond hype girl. Like I want to be able to like show it in a different light and not so stuffy as maybe other like jewelry companies. That's what you do. Yes. That's why I found you. And I was like, oh, girl from Jackson doing this. this is so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. You were so sweet. But it's always funny to hear people be like, why are you diamond PR girl? Like what's your handle? But that's why it is. And I, just cause I'm a creature of habit and also I'm very, um, Part of the reason why I love jewelry is I can be very sentimental as I probably will never change that as my handle, but that's my yeah. handle, but I'm Betsy Beard jewelry. And then my um, website is www.betsy.co. So CO, not Betsy.com. That's so um, cool. Just Betsy. And how do you spell Betsy? So everybody's so usually the best way for um, potential clients to reach out is through my website because I have different ways. Like you can, if you look at the top, you can toggle and see there's bridal, there's custom, and okay. then there's a form you can kind of fill out. And that just helps the client and me expedite things and be able to have a better, easier conversation, not all this back and forth. Cause I know how busy everyone is, you know, I'm going to get better. I keep, I said this at the beginning, but like Instagram is not my thing, but I'm going to get better at it this year. That's one of my 2022 goals. So if I don't answer you right away on Instagram, I will now. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting and you all go give her a follow if you're not already following her and you're going to want everything. It's well, just beautiful. I'm just having a pitch me moment that you wanted to have me on this podcast. So thank you so much for of letting course. me be a part. This is so exciting. Yeah, but truly thank you for taking up so much of your time to talk with me and uh, I hope you have the best day. Well, next time I'm in Jackson, I'm going to pop in. Please do. Yes, please do. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure I'll talk soon and have okay. a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.